right, everybody, welcome to an edition of the AdCast. I know every week you hear me say this is a special edition, but I have some of the homegrowns inside the studio today. The guys from Craft Creative. Guys, you can give yourselves a round of applause. You can go ahead. All right, that's enough. This is going to be a dysfunctional <laughs> episode. So I'll tell you a little bit about Craft Creative. You guys may have heard us talk about it or hear me talk about it. It started back in January of 2015. And what Craft Creative does is they actually provide premium video production and design for clients across the country. More recently, we've been hired more by a lot of law firms. And the reason why is because we bring something different to the table. We don't give them the same look and same feel and slow motion as some other people. We do different things. We creatively come up with ideas and concepts so everything is unique to that business or that business owner. That was a lot to say. All true, though. Does that sound about true. right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, joining me today, there's Parker. There, you can say hi, Parker. Hello. <laughs> there's Terry. Hey. There's Chris. I'm Chris. And then there's Paul. What it do, baby? So if that tells you anything <laughs> on what kind of episode that we have in store for us today, and so I want to definitely remind you, go to www.veryimportantplacement.com to sign up for any updates, and also you can go to heyimeric.com. H-E-Y-I-M-E-R-I-C.com, or you can text me at 843-483-1555. Just text me, and I'll respond back. I promise. So now we're going to jump into the show. You're listening to the AdCast. This is the, this, this is the AdCast. All right, guys, it's Eric here with the Ad, the ad, the ad, the ad, the ad, the AdCast. Three things that you need anytime you're doing a campaign. Budget, media, and message. It's very, 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 very important. You're listening to the AdCast. All right, so welcome to the AdCast. I want to talk to you guys today about something that is near and dear to all of us here, and it is creative. So many times we see companies, um, law firms, automotive dealerships, and they know that good creative is important but sometimes they don't want to pay for it. So we're going to dive into all of those things. So I'll go around first, and we'll talk about what is good creative. Chris, let's start with you. Oh, that's a, that's a, such a broad question. Um, you know, good creative is definitely going to be something that, you know, catches your attention and then also maybe convinces the people watching it to do what it is that you're asking them to do. Um, you know, I you try to just think about what you see on TV. You see so many ads, right? And how many do you do you even remember? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the being memorable is a big thing. Did I, did I already say that? All right. So you said being memorable, memorable, getting attention, uh, convincing people. Any any one of you other guys? Um, I think for the businesses out there that want to represent themselves as they're professional and they have this image that they're so proud of, they need to treat their creative the same way. Because if you present yourself in such a way where you want people to believe you, but your creative doesn't say the same, I think you, I mean, that's... It's a mismatch. Yeah, exactly. Well, good word. I think everybody's kind of said it, but one of the things I want to touch on is is more so the emotion in everything that you do. Like, when it comes to creative, every creative is supposed to let out, let off some kind of emotion. And if that emotion is not felt by your audience, then it probably wasn't good creative. And they also, they won't connect to it. It's right. just, it's just exist. Like they don't really feel it. So right. it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Right. And when you say emotion, I don't mean, you know, just sad all the time. I mean, happy. I'm talking sad. I'm talking funny, like all of the above. If you want people to see your business as, Oh, they're really tight. They're tight. You know, they're, they're buttoned up, you know, then your creative needs to say that, you know, and that's an emotion. That's something that you look at and you're like, oh, man, I really feel that, you know, I don't feel like it was, you know, a funny thing or something that somebody would make a joke of. I feel like people would take me serious if, you know, they see this type of ad. So I feel like that's what creative is. A good creative is. Give me an example of, you know, Parker, you can jump in if you want to, but give me an example of, you know, without us calling out the name of a business. And it can be, you know, across the country, national, anything where where you've seen an ad and this ad doesn't do any of the things that you just described. It doesn't grab your attention because we may be looking at it from a critique, critiquing standpoint and saying, wow, that's awful. It's not convincing to you. It doesn't portray the image. You do have a mismatch in the business and it gives you no emotion. 
give me an example of an ad that you've seen like that and, and some of the things that you would say after that 15 or 30 seconds is gone. Well, I wouldn't call out anyone specific, but I would say in any market you go to, and I've been out of town just watching local stuff, and it's the law firms that you see that just blend together and they buy all the same time frame and run after one after another, and you just are, you can't separate them apart whatsoever. And that that to me is just that's not good creative. When when you look like everyone else, that's not good creative. Yeah, yeah, that really gets to what I was going to say, which is creativity down to what it is. It's helping you stand out. You know, if you are blending in with everybody else, that's when you need to have good creative because that's what's going to be going against the grain because if everyone's going the exact same way, you're not going to stand out at all. Um, yeah, and so if, if we're talking about ads, like I won't say anything specific to like, you know, what industry it's in, but you know, if your ad just simply says, hey, this is who I am and this is what I do, then that's, it's not really enough. Like that's like base level. Like you have to go, you have to go further than that. And, uh, so ads like you'll see a lot of ads like that locally though. You'll see all kinds of stuff. It's just, Hey, I exist and call me. And I look like everyone else. Yeah. But why is that? Is it because it's the same company designing the ads or is it sometimes like the TV stations doing ads? I, in my opinion, I worked, I worked in news. I think that advertisers believe that TV stations can do a great ad because they are they like their news. Mm. And I think if there wasn't a news component attached to some of the television stations, well, I mean, they would not have the confidence in them to create a, a highly successful or attention-getting ad. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like we've all seen it where like the TV stations would produce something. And I'm not I'm not knocking against the TV stations, but I don't think creativity is their thing. Because sometimes the the sales rep is the one who's going to write down what they think is going to should be said in 30 or 15 seconds and say, "Hey, do you like this?" And then they end up taking the order of the owner and then they go with their production team, the one guy, the one, the one or two people in there, and they come out with a camera, and that's it. They come out with a camera, a couple lav mics, and then they make an ad, and then it'll be like like one of the law firm ads that we saw where the guy they looked like they were walking out of the water, oh, yeah. almost. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but it's I think it's either it's the mills doing it, and what I mean by it's like the using the one industry in specific, the attorneys, right? We've seen it where it's like a group producing the ads and they all look the same. And it's like they give every person in the market just this donut and say, hey, this worked in Nashville, so we're going to try it here. Or this worked in Florida, and we're going to try it here. And now the guy here has it, and it looks like a one-size-fits-all ad. Mm -hmm. I think your creative should never look like that. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think it's also depending on um, because I wouldn't even put it all the way on the people that are creating. I would also put it on, you know, sometimes the client may want something because just like you say, you watch TV and you see mm-hmm. these different slots and everybody looks the same. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you have people that want to follow that that style and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I want something like that. Right. But little that they know, the more people that are doing that, you're not standing out. Yeah. Just like if you go to a business meeting and you're trying to sell your business, right. they're going to ask you, why should I choose you over others? Absolutely. So when people are watching TV, they're asking, why should I go to this place instead of the other places that are just like it? So your creative needs to tell them, this is how we're different. Mm. It shouldn't feel the same as every other person or industry person in that industry Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so if you're if you're and that's why we pride ourselves in crafting things together no pun intended crafting things together that are you know molded for that client for whoever whatever the client is we're doing something specifically for you we don't want it to look the same as everybody else because that's a box and we don't want to be in the box we want to be outside of that is it important on i know we talked about like creative, and this this can last the entire conversation, but <laughs> but it is important on who is making it because when it comes to who's making it, it's almost like people really don't fact check the credentials of the people they're hiring to do these ads. Almost, it's like that. I know someone who has a camera and who can do the ad, and it's like okay, let's hire them. So it is important for them to be selective 
on who they hire. And then what what is if we had to give some advice to business owners, managers out there, entrepreneurs who are hiring the people, what should we say to them on how they should select whom is doing their ads? They're creative. Well, I think you should start by asking them one thing. Are you shopping for price or quality? Because we run into so many people that want this crazy ad with graphics, effects, a really good concept, storyboard, all that. But then when they when they see the price, they, they run away. So mm-hmm. it's like, are you really willing to pay for what you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you asked, you know, what... You know, why don't some of these ads do the things that we they said that good creators should do? And a lot of times there's a lot of roadblocks in that, you know, like you said, you know, they don't want to pay that amount, but that's what goes into making it good. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a lack of budget, lack of time, lack of communication from the client, too many cooks in the kitchen and ideas, you know, if, oh, yeah. if it's just not in control <clears throat> and it's out of control, it's just, it's not going to work. So you got to make sure all these things are like firing on all, all cylinders and, um, in order for it to turn out, I mean, it's really easy to make a, a have an ad go south. You know, it's a lot of work to to make it good. So you got you got to understand that going into it, and you got to ask, you know, what's the process? What made us different? Everybody well, it's quiet. No, no, <laughs> everybody gets quiet. No, I gotta think well, for a second. But um, because we we you know a long time ago we we were like that. We were we, we we have a camera. We'll do what you want us to do. Mm-hmm. And then at some point it was like, you know what, if you want this thing good, you got to listen. Mm-hmm. So what makes us so different? Well, uh, you know, some people, uh, they they think that they know what they're doing. Or they don't really know what they're doing. They go, I'm great with a camera. I'm awesome. I can do all this stuff. But the reality is, you know, they, I mean, well, I'm not going to use any negative words, but they suck, you know? So, because <laughs> they, they don't know that they suck, so. Well, and then I also think, like, okay, this guy can make a good video, right? But there's no brains behind it thinking how it can actually work for the business or a standpoint of, okay, is this really going to drive people to convert them into customers? They don't think like that. They're just like, I'm just going to make a flashy video and oh, expect it to work. Yeah, they just think, if you yeah, if you make it, you know, it's that's it. Yeah. I, I think I'm just sitting here writing the notes now. Every time someone calls and they'll ask, you know, about a video being done, I always say, what do you want it for? Mm. What Where are you going to put it? In case in point, name everybody, name um, a great chicken sandwich. <laughs> I already know what Parker's <laughs> going to say, but well, name name a good chicken sandwich. Well, or, or name who else sells chicken sandwiches out there. Chick-fil-A. Kicking chicken. Okay. What's the name of the place we Bo- got chicken? Boxcar Betty's. There it is. Boxcar <laughs> Betty's, yeah. Right? Wendy's. Wendy's? Everybody. All right. So <laughs> so all of these people and everyone's got this chicken sandwich fight that's been happening, you know, for like last year, the tail end of last year. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, well, we got the chicken sandwich. We got the chicken sandwich. And then Popeye's had the chicken sandwich, and we did a taste test, and, the, and it was not the best chicken sandwich, Yeah. right? But what happened? They hyped it up. Well, they hyped hype. it up, and it's like it's almost like they sold it as if they had the best chicken sandwich. So how do you how do you let people know that you have the best creative, right? And it's like, well, okay, you want this video? What do you want it for? What are you going to use it for? How are you going to use it, and what do you intend to get from this video? Because I see a video as an investment. Yeah. I see it as an investment. And I think others or business owners are looking at it as the camera crew is going to come in, and then we're done. If the video does its job, it pays for itself times 10. Oh, yeah. It should, depending on whatever the shelf life is. And that's why I ask, like, okay, what do you want to do with it? So is it important for us to ask, what do you want this video for? Of course. Yeah, I think um, just kind of even going back on some of the things we were talking about before, it's not just an investment, but it's also you're, you're going in for a partnership because you're, whoever you're hiring to do your creative should care about your business just the way you care about your business. I mean, you should care more, mm-hmm. but they should care about it just as much because they want you to have that success that you want. So is it, is, do you mean like it's important for you to get someone who, who does this? Right. They're that, in it. Right. They're in it. You know, they're like, okay, I want to know what you what you need or what do you want it for? You say, okay, what do you need it for? They tell you what they need it for instead of being someone someone 
told me before, like, you know, you can either be order takers or you can be consultants. But, like, you want to be consultants. And, and that's what I would say that we are. You said what's, what makes it us different. That's mm-hmm. what makes us different. We're not just order takers. We, Whenever you hire us, we care about your business. Mm-hmm. So we're going to hear what you need. We're going to hear what you say you need and everything that you want. And then we're going to look at it, do our research, and then we're going to come back and say, okay, these are the things that you should do. And if they don't want to do it, then we kind of come to a middle ground and say, okay, well, let's do it this way. Let's right. do it that way. It's because it's a partnership. But it's do, you, not, do, do, you, do you think the client feels like they're dismissed? Because, you know, you, you, you may come to it, mm-hmm. come to that point or come to them, to come to the table yep. with a lot of expertise. Mm-hmm. And to them, it's they have this feeling because they're attached to the business. Yeah. So or, or when you come in and you give them that advice and say, no, this isn't mm-hmm. the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. Do you think like they feel slighted in any way or a client can feel slighted like, oh, they're not listening to me? I think it's important in the beginning to set all that up, you know, just to kind of let them know, you know, this is how we approach everything, Mm -hmm. you know. And then because the biggest one of the biggest things that you have to do is communicate. So once you have that open communication and say, okay, whenever we come back, we're going to come with maybe some suggestions. And then if you maybe don't want to do some of these suggestions, then we can work, you know, somewhere in the middle and get things done that way. But um, I, I think sometimes, yeah, I mean, they may feel a little slighted, like, oh, well, let me, you know, I don't really like that. But at the same time, I think if, as long as you have that open communication and you're going into it with that mentality of it being a partnership, then it's business mm-hmm. at that point. Then, you know, you're not, it's not like you're going to argue or you're going to, you know, run them away or they're running you away. You're, you have that discussion professionally. I think we should take a break because there's a couple things that I want to come back and I want to ask you guys. Cool. One I want to talk about, we talked about creative. Now let's talk about paying for it. Mm. We're going to take a break and come back and we're going to talk in the AdCast about paying for that creative. This is the AdCast, Parker. That's right. When all eyes are on you, make it count. From audio and video to graphic design and more, Craft Creative can do it all. We don't make commercials. We craft creative. See what we can do for you at WeCraftCreative.com. All right, I want to welcome you back to the AdCast. You know, I'm sitting here with the crew from Craft Creative. Going around, there's Parker, there's Terry, there's Chris, there's Paul. Not to be confused with Chris Paul, the NBA player. Um, But we were talking earlier about what is creative and why is it important and uh, why do people want a video. So, uh, and then I said we're going to come back. We're start. We're going to start talking about what we call the Charleston cheap. But this happens everywhere, right? Not just Charleston. Not just not just Charleston. It happens everywhere, and that's people not wanting to pay for what they feel is what what they feel it to be. So I always say like if I if you have a problem with our price and I didn't do a good job showing you the value, mm-hmm. that's sure. a that's a good way for me to put it. So, if I'm talking to someone about a video or a production that we're gonna do, I'm talking value to them. Mm. I try not to let them see it as we're here for a day and then we're gone. Yep. I try and make them see that it is a there's a value to it, and then there's an investment. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so I want to open this topic up about people paying for the ads. I know of people or companies that will spend six figures to market their business, but they will only spend a few hundred dollars to make the creative. Earlier, one of you guys said a mismatch. To you, is that a mismatch? Oh, yeah. It doesn't line up. Yeah, I mean, it, like your priorities are... I don't think lined up when you're thinking that way. But that could just be them not really knowing anything about they production yeah. or, or creative. Or they might be like, oh, all they have to do is film and bring out a camera. But they don't know that we're a full-time company and everyone has benefits. We have a van. We have all our own equipment. We own everything. So it's like you're not paying for just one guy. We have an entire crew that is coming to do your production. From, t- from top to bottom. Yeah, even concepting, script writing, storyboarding, editing, all that. Well, it comes back to understanding like the importance of creative. You know, it's you can spend all the money you want on placing it or, you know, just hammering people over the head with you whatever spot you have, mm-hmm. but if it's just blending in with the rest of everybody, you're not going to stand out and it's really not going to get not going to be very effective at all. You just have frequency. Yeah. And that's that's 
you know, it's not going to get you anywhere. Or if it's really bad, you'll be that guy like, oh, do you see that really bad commercial? Yeah, and, you, and you're seeing it all the time, and then that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. One of you, earlier, I think, Chris, you mentioned it. You said attention. I, I think it's it's the word attention is so important. It's what we're advertising for. But what I think we want in the future is undivided attention. Mm. Because when you're, when you're watching us, I want you to pay attention to us. Because, like, there's some TV stations you'll, you'll look at at a certain time, and they have what you call the, the certain hour where they air all of that category. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, like, we started saying it's like they all start looking alike and sounding alike. And it's like, <clears throat> how do we get the undivided attention? And sometimes it, it is the creative. Not just the quality of the work, but how about the concept about going behind it? What about the concept? Yeah, you're. Do people forget about that part, the concepting part? Yeah, I, I think people definitely forget about that because that has to do with the content. It's not just about oh, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. It's about what it. What is it about? That that stuff has to get your attention too. Yes, the beauty of it should get people's attention. That's if they're not really listening. But if they just happen to look at it and then it's like, oh, yeah, that got my attention. But what, whatever is going on on the inside, just like we talked about before, the emotional part of it, like that emotion is what's that's the content. If they can if you can grab them with that and it looks really good, nine times out of 10, you got them. Yeah. Mm. And for some clients that are open to it, it's we do like the 80 20 rule. So 80 percent of it up front will be creative. And then the tail end, that 20 percent will be the sales message because we don't want to just hit them with the sales message the whole time. It's like we want to get their attention and hook them in and then let them know who it is at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. So now with this attention, how long should it be? How long should the creative be? Should it be, should people do more 30 seconds? I think it all depends. Cause now, I mean, we make stuff for television. We make it for social and you always say people perform or people, um, behave different on different platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think whatever you are making it for, you have to make it for that platform. Okay. Yeah, and I think it's it depends on whatever it's about too, because people get bored really quick. If you know that it's a say, I'll say sometimes when it comes to law firm ads, if you know it's a law firm ad from the beginning, a lot, nine times out of ten you probably won't watch it all the way to thirty seconds. Right. And I think about this. Um, you know, like insurance is not. I don't think insurance is. Most people are not going to find that interesting, right? So a quick fifteen second ad that just says, you know, fifteen minutes or less. Save you money. That's that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. That's probably all you want to know. Now you're gonna get another like products and stuff and things that are gonna lend themselves to being longer pieces of content because you want to know more about whatever this is that you're you're looking at. I mean, it could be like an RV or something. I don't know, but it just this video goes into depth on everything about this particular RV or whatever you're looking at, and and that would be fitting for that. Um, but yeah, I think it depends on what the the service or product kind of lends itself to. Yeah, because you talk about the insurance ads. I mean, we've seen the insurance ads. A lot yeah. of them are really good mm-hmm. um, because even when they're shorter, like on YouTube, I see the shorter ones, they still get my attention and they kind of get me all the way through because the content is good. Right. Yeah, they've, they've, they've got the message in there. It's a sales message straight off the bat, you know, but in that 10 seconds or 15 seconds, like they've, they change it up so much, and then whatever they they have talk, whoever they have talking, if they have an animal talking or a person talking, depends on where they are. It's always something that's kind of entertaining. So if you're entertain entertaining me, you kind of already got my attention. I, I feel like we're on a level with some of those people. I'll be honest with you. No, I agree. I feel like we're on a level with some of those people because you you run multiple creatives to be able to attract people and get their attention. Yeah. But you know, you talk about insurance, and insurance. If, if you ever sit there and read an insurance, like uh, uh, the binders that they have to show your coverage, it's really boring because you'll talk about collision and property damage. But when we watch a progressive commercial, mm-hmm. Flo's not telling you I'm going to get your uninsured motorist or have your bodily injury or, or your, your medical coverage here. Boring. They don't want to talk about that. Right. They want to be able to say, you know what, I want to sell my message to them on the sneak. And just I want to be as creative as I can to be able to capture your attention and then tell you, you know, 
progressive or the 15 minutes or 15 minutes or less can save you 15 percent or more right 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 and so those two guys they are the leaders in being able to do that you used to have people like state farm where state farm was so traditional mm-hmm. and the way that they were they were your granddad's insurance is the way that you looked at state farm right yeah. and, and and you know the the granddad's insurance they would have state farm for the house the boat the car and everything else mm-hmm. but nowadays like they're having to conform to the way that the other insurance companies are actually marketing themselves too to try and get into the mind of us the people where they're going to have some more longevity with and they know now if i'm good using parking as an example if i'm good to parker with his car then when parker gets a house he's going to come to me again and when parker gets a boat he's going to come to me again and now we have all of his products and his all of his his items parker let me give you a discount now you have become loyal to them yes and see now they're actually reaching out to these people so so there's a method to it and i think some of uh some of the advertisers and we see them all the time and we'll talk about a category too i don't think they get it i don't think they get it because some of them want to look really good but then they don't think on how how to be effective or they don't think like okay is someone going to watch my ad because I really think, honestly, ego plays into some of it as well, too. I want to look good, but I don't want to be creative. Mm-hmm. And now you got a stuffy message. <clears throat> or they want to be remembered like the people that are creative, but are, are too afraid to be yeah, that they're, creative. They're not willing to, do, ah. to put themselves out there like that. Yeah. Well, what, what about, like, what's a tough category that y'all would say? I know we do, like, lawyers and stuff like that, but what would you say is a tough category for us to kind of come up with creative? Automotive, I was, I'm going to say straight up, just because a lot of times, you know, people, people want one thing, but it, just like we talked about before, they, it, we say hard hitting, but what is hard hitting? Mm-hmm. You know, is it, is it the same as the hard hitting you just saw like 15 seconds ago? Right, right. Or, or is, is it, it corny flames popping up? Right. Like big <laughs> you know, things like that. It's like that's why I would say, you know, for that, like I believe we can, you know, come out with the, you know, really good stuff, but a lot of times it's hard to get. Uh, people to kind of step out of what they're used to. Right. I think with that indu- the way that industry works, though, too, it's like, you know, the little ticker's always going, you know, you're, it's like, okay, I'm reset, now I have to sell these, you know, you don't, you're scared to try something different because you feel like you're going to run out of time. They're too superstitious. Yeah. You know, the that, car guys. And I remember we did try something different, and we made a really cool ad for a uh, car dealership and they didn't do good that month and definitely just blamed it on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, so we never went back to anything like that. Like we just stuck, mm-hmm. stuck with so the yeah, If thing. it doesn't work like right out the gate, it's like you, you don't get another opportunity to do, to do it sometimes. Like oh, people yeah. aren't willing to go back and try it again. Right. And just to put this disclaimer out there, it's not, you know, we're, we talked about Paul kind of mentioned the, the one creative that we did and then they didn't do good that month. But the thing is, you can't look at it and say, not Paul, but just, you know, anyone, any auto dealer or anything like that. You can't look at it and say, oh, the creative is bad, so that's why we did bad. Blame right. it on that. Right, yeah. We, just yeah. like we said earlier, it's really what you're doing in-house as well. Are right. you pulling, the? are you talking to the leads like you should be talking to the leads? Are you putting them in your system? Are you doing everything you're supposed to do in your end and not just counting on that creative? Because the only thing that the creative is going to do is get their attention and say, hmm, maybe I should call. Maybe I should visit. Once they visit, then it's on you. Or did they put enough money behind their creative too? That too, yeah. right. That, Where are you putting it? Yeah. That and also just um, like consistency is key with every you know field it is. So you can't just expect to drop one creative ad, it not work right away, mm-hmm. and then just, oh, well, creative doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Consistency is key. So the more you hit them with creative ad, the more you're going to stand out and the more they're going to remember you. Mm-hmm. And that way when they do need to find someone you know, for a car or whatever else, they're going to remember you, and you'll be the one they call. Yeah, so I think it's uh, auto, auto dealers aren't playing the long con, or is that what they call it, when you're just thinking way ahead? They don't They don't play the long they, game. Because everything is 30 days, so it seems like it's so short. I have no time. But if you're doing it month after month, you know, that's the way you're actually going to break out of that the pack and get, you know, attention. Um, it's going to take longer than 30 days. That's funny you said that, though, about the automotive dealers, because that's that's one of the industries they change creative people and ad agencies like socks mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it's them 
more times it's them than it is anyone else. So we might have some automotive people who are listening to this, but what what I would tell you is there is nothing that I am I am saying now on this microphone that I have not said to any one of them. We are very particular mm-hmm. on working with certain automotive people because we know some of them are just not willing to change. They will hire you and then they will expect you to kind of do the matrix effects and give them the pill that's going to work for everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then sometimes it requires some heavy lifting on their end too. So I, mean, I, I definitely think that's a tough industry. Um, but they made it tough. I think I think they've made it tough and they've taught other people how to do it better than them. Uh, for me, I think the hardest one is uh, the legal, personal injury field. And the reason why I think it's so hard creatively is they have all of these gurus who are in their head. Their head. They go to the conferences. They see someone who has a slow cinematic video, and they say, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. But we see none of those videos running on television, and none of those videos can actually hold a candle. They're just branding videos is all they are. Mm-hmm. They're branding videos. They're not made to help these guys get more business, get right. a retained business. Right. They're just... Hey, I can make you a really slow, good-looking ad, right? Oh, definitely. You know, but I think when you can put creativity behind an industry that is flooded, and you make people stand out, that's where you win. That is where you win. Having the proper branding and and like you said, you know, you said you mentioned Parker by like being consistent, right? Being consistent, because I think it's the important thing is knowing exactly who your identity is. We, we've worked with people. And we, we, we won't. We'll, uh, the names are concealed <laughs> to protect the innocent, right? Yeah. And we may see some of their campaigns, and we may say, I, I wouldn't have done that. Right. <laughs> right. I, I just wouldn't have done that, or what do you expect from something like that? So, mm-hmm. uh, And that's why I asked earlier, like, what's the expectation and then, you, like you asked, you said in the beginning, are you willing to change? Are you willing to do those different things to get you where you need to be? Yeah. Fair? Oh, yeah. So what about, like, freelancers? Why, why shouldn't a business owner just say, you know what, you know, hey, Kraft, you're cool, but I'm going to hire a freelancer to do this? Why, what's, what's the difference? I, I would probably be a freelancer right now if I never started at Kraft just because, I mean, that's what I went to school for. I have a passion for filmmaking and, and producing videos, but I never knew anything about business or or how to attract someone to a business or any, like any background on that. So if I was trying to help out a business and it was only a video guy, I would. I feel like I wouldn't make an as an effective mm. ad compared to what I know yeah. now it's from mis- like even marketing. It's oh, missing wow. like an ingredient, you know. Wow. Yeah. It's like okay, I can make the video, but I can offer no additional insight into this. Right. It goes into the consultant role, just like we talked about before, because the only thing at that point they can really consult you in, and this is nothing against you know like the freelancers oh, or we, anything we, like we that. Got, you know exactly. We we love some of them out there. We right. Got, but it's just uh, when it comes to. The, th- the type of work that we do as far as being a company, a production company, sister company with VIP, um, we can actually give you that information. We can give you that advice. Like maybe this is the better route to go based on what we've experienced before, based on what we've seen, the results. We can give them all that information. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when it comes to a freelancer, they can tell you, oh, yeah, I've made this video before. I made that video before. But... What happened beyond that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even when like VIP opens up the analytics and is looking at everything, I'm like, right. okay, this is what this business is doing right now. Maybe you should make an ad geared towards this. Right. And then we do that, and mm-hmm. it works for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if every freelancer could do that. They can make right. it look really good, mm-hmm. but it might not be what they actually need at that time. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's. How about stepping outside of the box, right? Um, Parker, you and Chris, you guys are, are animators. You like to draw and create characters. That's right. Why don't we see more of that in creative now? Well, so that's a bit of a loaded question. I mean, part of it goes into the, you know, the. I think we kind of touched on it a little bit before, but some people can be kind of afraid to invest in a creative because it's it can be different. And, you know, being different isn't always easy. But that's what's going to help you stand out. And so something like being, you know, having an animated commercial or making an animated version of yourself or something like that that can grab attention, 
it not only is mean are you already investing in the creative, but you're investing a little bit further because it's it's an animated production. That's you know it's a little bit uh, labor intensive, but you know ultimately like, just you know with the investment comes not a lot of people are doing animated commercials like that or you know that's another way you can stand out just via style or um, you know whatever angle you're hitting on. Yeah, yeah, you hit on a lot of that stuff, but there's definitely animated commercials out there. But yeah, I think it's just you know you usually only see it with the uh, the bigger companies, you know, companies that are willing to invest the amount that it takes to get that sort of thing done because you don't want to just have it done in a way like uh, I don't know why I would say like the um, budget low, level low, version. low quality. Yeah, low, it's not it's not you expect one that you expect Pixar and you get. I don't know what you <laughs> picks. You get this. Uh, you get yeah. You get the the knockoff dollar bin mo- movie that you've never heard of. The yeah. old dry erase board. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, cool. so ads like that are an investment. But when you see those ads, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and just we'll call Goldfish if they want to sponsor the show. <laughs> but they have animated ads, and they you can definitely tell that they made it a priority to invest in that creative. I would say even the Charleston Aquarium. It's like Aquari- they, yeah, even the local. Like they yeah, stepped Aquarium, up. Yeah. They bothered to, it's an investment. They treated it seriously, and they put a lot into it, and then I'm, I'm sure that they got a lot out of it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. How about turnaround time? Uh, as far as what? like. Let's just say so when uh, they come in, I mean, you go in, and we film, and then they want to see it tomorrow. What should what should they I, expect? Because we see also, that we see that all the time. Oh yeah, I remember being on set. Like, so we can see this tomorrow. Yeah, they tomorrow. were kind of joking, but yeah. they're kind of not. Fifty percent truth in all. Jokes. I think it's establishing it up front too. Yeah. It's like it comes back to managing expectation. Yeah, yeah, it's like if you if you give them a deadline up front, or this might be how long it takes. We know we can get it done probably quicker than that, but we can't just we can't make it seem like we can flip this around in one night. Yeah, yeah. and we can't just treat you like you're our only client. You know, we have other people we're working for. We can't just Say, oh, well, I know you want it right now, so we're gonna give it to you right now. We have other things we have to, you know, put in priority. Yeah. And um, I think you know, you feel like if somebody wants it tomorrow, and you, you say, like, I can turn around, I can do it. You feel like you're doing, you're helping them, but in reality, you're probably doing them a disservice because you're not putting into the ad what you what you would put in the ad or what you could put in the ad. You're gonna, you maybe you even overlook some stuff that that could have made it better because you tried to turn it around so quick. So if there's an understanding there from the get go. Um, I think you have better creative. That, that, or you could be hurting yourself in the long run by setting up that expectation. You know, if you're turning it around in a day, now they're going to expect that next time. Well, you know, you did it last time. Why, why can't you do it again? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And one point. thing we do is just we, we critique our work as a group and take time to actually sit on it and make sure it is perfect for the client. Yeah, if you if you look, um, if you have a creative agency or you, you are doing videos yourself, do this project. You film something, you, you do something, and then you say, okay, I'm going to get this done and have it done tomorrow. Have that done tomorrow. Okay. Now, take that same project that you just did and then take, hmm, I don't know, a week, two weeks to get it done this time as far as editing and then see what the difference is. And I guarantee you that it's going to be better than it was when you rushed it to get it done for the day after. So, and that's when you setting that expectation up front just letting them know like okay we're, what we're going to do is we're going to film this today and then we're going to give them i don't know how long however long your you know your time is if you have 2 weeks 3 weeks or anything like that you know i'm not saying take too long mm-hmm. but i mean because it has to have a deadline but you once you take that time to actually get it done the right way then i guarantee that your client's going to be happier than they would be if you would have just give it to them you know in a rush because things are going to be screwed up all fantastic points. That was a good segment. So we're going to take a break, and we'll come back with the lightning round. You ready? Let's do it. This is the AdCast. This podcast is brought to you by VIP Marketing and Advertising. You don't need a marketing agency. You do deserve very important placement. VIP Marketing and Advertising is a cutting-edge strategic digital, creative, media, and marketing partner that provides services for businesses of all sizes. To stay up to date on the latest marketing news, subscribe for email updates at veryimportantplacement.com. All right, welcome back to the AdCast. I'm sitting here talking to the Craft Creative team, and we had a really, really good discussion about creative and you know what's effective, how do you use it, you know, managing expectations, pricing, 
all of those things. So now we're going to get into the lightning round. And in the lightning round, we talk about the different mediums. Uh, we try and make our answers as brief as possible. We'll talk about radio, television, newspaper, the billboard, the Internet, social media, all these things. Uh, and so I want to get everyone's thoughts on them. And then remember that good creative is not only just video, right, guys? Right. It's not only just video. It can be good creative on print. It can be good creative in a drawing, artwork. It could be uh, online to, or even in a radio ad, a billboard. Good creative can be in all those things, oh, right? Yeah. So who, do, who are we going to start with today? Let's start with Terry. Yeah. All right, we're going to start with Terry. All right, all right Terry, I'm going to run through these mediums. I want you to tell me as quick as you can about these mediums, what you think about them. Okay? Okay. All right. Radio. Radio. I think it's uh it's okay. I think that <laughs> I think that some people listen to it, some people don't listen to it. It can get your attention, maybe not, you know. Okay. TV. TV. I think TV is still good. It's it, because you have different apps and stuff that are out now, like Pluto TV, things like that. And oh, they have, you, bring up a, you bring up another point. Right. They have, like, you know, commercials on there. And, I mean, still, you're watching it. It could get your attention if it's good enough, if it's good creative. How about broadcast TV? You brought up, like, Pluto mm-hmm. TV. How mm-hmm. about broadcast TV? That's broadcast your ABC, TV. NBC, CBS, Fox. Uh, I think they're in danger, honestly. I, I don't think that um, – because, just like I said, Pluto TV, YouTube TV, these things are starting to take over now. No, I agree. Um, social media. Social media is where it's at. I think that social media is big because a lot of people are on social media. Um, even these, you can probably, YouTube TV, that's social media. You can chat on YouTube. You can do all these different things. I mean, so yes, YouTube, I'm sorry, social media is probably number one for me in my head. Wow. Um, just being online. Being online. Just being mm-hmm. Online advertising. I, I think it's still effective. People are online. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the quickest one I can give you. Billboard. Billboard is, I'm, I'm 50-50 on that one. 50-50, says, no, not, not so good, um, just because, I mean, people are driving, paying attention to the road. But then the other 50% says, if you are familiar with the area, then maybe you are kind of like looking at the billboards. And then they kind of get your attention. They say, hmm, let me check that out. But at the same time, by the time it's gone, then it's probably out of your head. Okay. And then my last question. All right. If you had one medium to choose, Terry, one medium to choose, which one would it be and why? Um, Social media. And the reason why is because that's where I feel like not everyone, but I will say that everybody and their granny is on Social media. He said granny. I said granny. Or grandmother. Or <laughs> grandma or me ma. Mom mom. Or peepa. <laughs> All right. So all right, Parker. Yeah. Same question. Alrighty. T V. So I think all of these are gonna come down to the kind of a similar answer, and that's gonna be it's gonna be all about your audience. Now, if you are aiming for a certain age group or something, T V is gonna be you know, could be where you're at because you're going to hit you know, some older folks on some news stations, and, but you're not really going to hit some younger people. I, you know, me being younger, I don't own a television that has cable on it. I haven't watched cable in years. Okay. Streaming. Streaming, I think, is definitely way more important than television or a radio or a billboard just because you're hitting a larger audience, and I think as long as you are doing it purposefully, I think you could really maximize Social media. Social media, I would put at the highest. Um, Paul sneezed, sneezed, guys. So, um, yeah, I would put social media at the top just because I think you have the widest audience. I think everybody's on it, just like Terry said. It's everyone and their grandma. But not only that, it's you have a way to cater towards each audience, like more defined. Like you can really pinpoint who you want to hit and where you want to hit them and when you want to hit them. Radio. Radio, I think, is almost the least important, like right before billboards, because, I mean, it is hard to listen to the radio for me. Like, I would almost rather sit in my car in silence before listening to the radio. Wow. Not only are the ads usually difficult to listen to, because creative is sparse in them, and then it is just, 
it's 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 so it's hard. Not the music you want. Either. It's not the music I want. It's it's a I think it's a dying medium all around. Wow, I, I, I dying. Wow. Whew, online, I, I agree with you, man. You got some hot points in there. I think Parker <laughs> studied up before he answered this question, y'all. Uh, online. Online, I think, I mean, are you talking in terms of like Google ads, you know, those things, are they effective to you? I think they can be. Uh, I think more like a Google ad versus like a banner ad or something. Honestly, if I see a banner ad, it's going to be something I probably ignore because I think it's going to be like spam or just waiting for a virus or something. But like a Google ad or something is going to be... It could be a good suggestion if I'm looking for something and I don't know the answer. Um, billboards. Billboards, I think, are a difficult medium. I think most of the times they're not going to be very effective, but I think if you hit the creative right, it could be really effective, but I think it's very difficult to hit the creative right where it actually sticks with you and means something. Newspaper. Man, I have never read a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm never going to read a newspaper. It's, I think that is. It's, if it's not dead yet, it's going to be soon. Parker later. Read Terry, newspaper. And I was about to say you didn't ask me about newspaper. Um, no, I don't think that that's the way to go at all. I, I have nothing to say about newspaper. Okay, newspaper is dead to me. Parker, that last question: If you have one medium to choose, why? What would you choose, and why? Social media every time, just because of, you know, like I said, wide audience, but more importantly, how you can pinpoint your audience. Not because you can, like I said, if you know where to hit them or you know your audience or you can really define an audience, find a new audience, it's just, it had, the possibilities are much larger than any of the other previously mentioned options. Chris, mm. streaming, TV. I think, uh, I mean, that's the way to go. Um, you know, it's what people people are watching the things that they want to watch, um, so they're they're already invested, you know, as far as like attention wise, and I think that you're able to give them relevant ads to what it is they're looking for. Um, so yeah, I think that I mean that's what most people are watching. That's it's definitely good. Radio, radio is so passive. Uh, I you know most of the time you're doing something else when the radio's on, and I. I don't see a big. I, I don't listen to radio. I don't. I don't care to listen to radio either. Um, and so, therefore, those ads are ne never going to get to me. Newspaper. Oh, that's. I know one person that reads a newspaper. That's my grandma. Mima. She's eighty-three. <laughs> and that's it. TV broadcast TV. Um, if that's where, yeah, like Parker said, if that's where your audience is at, that's great. Um, but a lot of people aren't there anymore um so you you basically get to pick from the people that are there and uh it's just a broad message i mean you're not gonna be able to get too specific online uh so let's just say google ads um online banners retargeting sometimes they work if it's something you want if you see something you want it can be effective um but if it's just something you don't care about you probably tune it out i tune it out you know, unless it's something that I want to know more about. Did I ask you about social media? Mm -mm. Social media. Uh, YouTube is, I, I'm going to call that social media, and I'm going to say that's probably my number one, because that's where I get all the ads that I'm most interested in, and that I end up like going somewhere else with it and looking into whatever it is they're trying to tell me. Billboard. Um, billboards can be really creative and interesting, um, but most of the time they're not. And... Um, you know, they're just out there. I, I, I don't know. I mean, they can be really good, but they, they, they can't really ever really be great, I don't think. If you had one medium to choose, what would it be, and then why would you choose it? Um, we go social media and YouTube, like I said, because the ads I get on YouTube are so specific to my interest that I find myself not always, uh, oh, gosh, What's that word I'm always saying? Irritated by. Mm. Irritated. <laughs> oh. What's that word I always say? Irritated. <laughs> Irritated. Awesome. Paul, streaming and streaming TV. Streaming, I think, is huge. Uh, my parents actually just cut the cord and went strictly YouTube TV. And, uh, I, I mean, I think that says enough. Radio. And this one, this one for you more particularly and you guys know, like, with him DJing and all, radio. How 
how effective is that for you? I feel like back in the day, radio worked really well because, I mean, that, that's like the only place you could find new music. But now with Apple Music and all that stuff coming out, people aren't listening to the radio to hear what just came out. Like someone could drop an album, record it the day before and, and release it the next day and you already have that new music. So I feel like the radio stations don't even do a good job of releasing new music. And half the time the ads aren't even, like Parker said, they don't catch your attention or anything like that. And if you don't have the money to be frequent on radio, I wouldn't even touch it. TV. Uh, same. If you're not spending at least $30,000 a month on TV, then you should might as well not even do it. And you got to know when to buy at the best time. And prime time is everybody's time now, so that doesn't even matter. That sounds familiar. I got that from you, man. Uh, social media. Uh, that's huge. And I would probably... Social media, I would have to go with Instagram in particular on what I see the most effective. But I think... I mean, everyone has their phone in their hand. You, we were at the airport going to Miami, and we looked around, and every soul was on their cell phone. Mm-hmm. So if you if if they're looking at that, you can easily get their attention. What about Google Ads, um, Bing Ads, Google Ads? I, I think Bing if online. it's like a retargeting ad, if it's something I've already visited, and then I got something else, like if I was shopping for something, maybe for DJing, and then I got an ad, I would most likely at least click on it again and be like, oh, how much is it now? Or it, it might have caught my attention because it is something I want. Billboards. Um, I think they'll always be in the sky. I don't know if they'll always be effective, but I think they'll never tear down a billboard. I think they'll always remain. But, um, yeah, if you have enough money to put up billboards and and can make them creative, why not? And newspaper. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I use them. Oh, no. <laughs> he thought about it. Just I, I, I use them uh, really just to start some fires in the backyard. Um <laughs> I don't. I don't remember the last time I looked at a newspaper. Crazy thing is, I use mine for um, <clears throat> two words: blue crabs. Oh, blue crabs. <laughs> also, I mean, I it was for a Charleston City paper. I was a nominee for best club DJ, but all that was online, so oh, the paper was irrelevant. Mm, interesting. Wow. And interesting. Uh, shout out to them because they're geniuses. They get everyone's email and then just market to them. Mm. They're they're smart. Awesome. Um, <laughs> if you had. To choose a medium, which medium would it be, and why would you choose that? Uh, social media, just because you can fine-tune your audience and go straight after them, and it's not so broad like all the other mediums. So now, I'm going to wrap it up here. Each of you guys mentioned social media, and I just want you to kind of tell uh, the audience just in one word, what is your favorite social media of choice? And I'll start with Parker. In one word? Yeah, just what's your favorite social media? Uh, YouTube. That's two words. Instagram. 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 Interesting. Interesting. So, guys, this has been the AdCast. Thank you guys so much for being my guest. It was it was very fun. It was very fun having you guys in. We talked about doing this for a long time, and I think now we have schedules uh, that actually permit. And then we want to give a good going away sending off to none other than Mr. William Parker, who's been with us for a good while. He's been a good, good lad for us. The team's going to miss him, and we wish him all the best in his future endeavors. Everybody give a round of applause. Hit the fake applause. Oh. At Perk Animation. Oh. Follow him on at Perk Animation. Thanks, um, guys. So we want to definitely tell you guys thank you so much for listening to the AdCast. You can hear us all around the world. You can check us out on iHeart. Radio, iHeart, we're there. Mm-hmm. Stitcher, we're also on Apple Podcasts. You can find us also on Spotify too. SoundCloud. So you can listen to us around the world and SoundCloud, all over the world. Uh, if you want to get intimate with me, text me, 843 483 1555. 843 483 1555. Or go to www. No, it's www. That's old school. Mm. And this has been the AdCast. Copyright VIP Marketing and Advertising, produced by Craft Creative. For premium video production and graphic design, visit WeCraftCreative.com.